I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up, she says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling me. I hear the voice of my grandmother calling. Wake up, wake up. She says, wake up, wake up. Listen, 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 listen. May the rivers all run free. May the mountains be unspoiled. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. May the air be pure. May the trees grow up tall. May the earth be shared by all. Hello and welcome to the Womb-Centered Healing Podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to make a few announcements for what about what's going on in the Womb-Centered Healing Temple this spring 2020. So <clears throat> many of you um, might be experiencing the effects of the global pandemic and the effects that that has had on me is having a whole bunch more time to pour into the creative projects that are going on in the womb-centered healing temple which is my heart's delight and my um, calling and service to the world. So that benefits everyone here listening. So I'm. you might notice I'm having more um, podcast interviews and um, releasing quite a few more courses, online courses in the womb-centered healing temple. So, and, and other projects that I'll get to in a minute. So the courses that you might be curious about are the womb trauma recovery yoga which is a weekly live yoga class that you can learn more about on the website and another class that I've been really developing and enjoying as part that's part of the apprenticeship program but I want to make available to the public as well is the herbal womb wellness course and you may have seen webinars and things like that that I and I'll be um posting one of those question and answer sessions here as a podcast episode itself. And um, <clears throat> so those are just a, a small handful of some of the courses. Of course, th those are all included in the 13-month Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship journey that um, we're right in the middle of at this point. We're working with menarche and coming of age and initiations into sexuality. And all of this is very juicy. And you can read excerpts of 
the biomystical womb book that's being nourished by this apprenticeship and this time uh, at home. I've been doing a lot of writing, so you can check out the blog on the website too to see excerpts of the biomystical womb book. And last but not least, I have just launched a Kickstarter campaign for the biomystical womb oracle card deck. And this is based on the biomystical womb teachings that that are coming forth in the apprenticeship program and it's a great way to um, connect with those teachings on a daily or weekly or however frequency is right for you by simply picking a card or two and letting that guide your womb-centered healing practice your biomystical womb healing practice and so if you're interested in um pre-ordering and supporting the development of the Oracle card deck, you can click on the link to the Kickstarter campaign in the show notes here. And so, and also don't hesitate to reach out to me, Sama Morningstar, if you have any questions about any of these things. Okay, that's all and on with our episode. Hello and welcome to the womb-centered healing podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and I'm here with Megan. Uh, Megan agreed to come on to this podcast to talk about her experience participating in the Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship and I'm so glad that you're with us Megan and that you've um, joined us for the apprenticeship. I know you have your own programs, womb-centered healing programs yourself. And so it's it's my delight and honor to support you in deepening your womb-centered healing journey. So thank you. And thank you for coming on to, to share about your experience of the apprenticeship. I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. You, you've talked about um, how it supported your own personal journey. And then we were also discussing earlier how you've been learning skills that you can apply um, professionally as well in your own program. So please share with us um, what that is, what that's been like for you. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. And I'm so honored and, and totally grateful and glad to be, be here um, speaking into my experience in the biomystical womb healing apprenticeship. So you just want me to get started and sharing my experience? Yeah, I'd love to share some of the highlights that you remember for your personal growth. And yeah, we'll start there and then we can uh, continue from there. Okay, wonderful. So I, right now in the apprenticeship, I'm in like kind of the very beginning phases still. I've gone through the, you know, the conception and the regestation and the rebirthing and now I'm in the remothering process. So um I've been taking time and spaciousness with this program. Usually I'm somebody who really jumps into things and tries to go really fast. And I very intentionally have been slowing down um, to breathe more deeply into these practices. And what I've been, I've been really loving the experience of, of having the support to basically what feels like rewriting my womb story. Um, there's been so much healing I've done around remothering and so much womb healing that I've done already. And to be able to do it in this process, like from the beginning has been really deeply healing because Sama has inc included a lot of questionnaires. And I think 
Um, I'm usually somebody who really resists journaling or reflecting. I just want to do the thing and then move on from it. And, you know, the way that she's um, designed this is she's included these questionnaires as, um, as an integral part. And so I've been doing a lot of contemplation and reflection, which is something I often skip. And I've been finding that's really been helping me to integrate more of um, what I've been, like the healing processes that I've been doing in the ceremonies or in the different practices. It's really helping me to, to make more connections um, mentally and, and cognitively of what's going on. And being able to to um, talk to my parents because in some of the questionnaires she'll ask you to have conversations with your parents and to revisit those times in your lives and um that was that was really healing for me being able to you know i've heard a lot about my birth story that's something that my family has told me about but to really just go through and ask them specific questions that um maybe younger when i was a younger version of myself didn't realize that some of those things would be important to ask about like for instance like was I breastfed and for how long and questions like that. But it was just like really empowering for me to actually help rewrite some of like these deep woundings that I've been having um, for a long time. And one of those wounds that I've been working through pretty consciously for like the last, I don't know, three years, it's just been different layers, but one of them has been the wound of abandonment. And that one um, has been really confusing to me because I haven't felt like abandoned by my parents in particular. And so being able to really reflect on what was going on in my parents' life and my ancestors' life, it's really helped to liberate me and to see that some of the, the deep wounding that I've had of maybe not belonging or feeling abandoned or, or feeling unloved, that it wasn't really mine and it wasn't because I wasn't unloved, but it was actually just wounds that I was carrying forward from my ancestors. and. Um, and from, you know, experiences that maybe my mother was going through and being able to see that was so liberating for me because all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like I now am really, really, really understanding that this wasn't mine and it, and it was helping me to have deeper, more visceral experiences of like, oh, I am loved. I do belong. I am, you know, I am so held. I am so supported. And when I was able to kind of like see that difference and that, that those wounds weren't, weren't really mine, that it, it's been easier for me to, to invite in that healing experience. So that's probably been the, the deepest and most profound healing that I've, I've received so far in the apprenticeship. Mm, yeah, that, that I refer people to that, particularly did, did you do the, um, the remothering opening ceremony? where we practice giving back to our mother or the ancestors any part any the portion of whatever emotional pattern or wounding we're dealing with actually belongs to them and doesn't belong to us uh was that kind of where the that aha moment came in for you you know what i actually think that that came in before the ceremony and sometimes you know how these things work where when time and space doesn't really exist and it's almost like when you're about to step into something you almost already start receiving the initiation and the wisdom and the lesson of that i think mm -hmm. it was kind of that because i i think what had happened was i had filled out the questionnaire the mm -hmm. remote which was 
really powerful for me. And that was when I had the realizations. And then you did the ceremony and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I just like, and so it really further um, integrated what had happened from the questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And then it really helped to have more of the, the ceremonial alchemical holding container to do that as well. I probably had some questions in the questionnaire that started that that process, it sounds like for you, thinking back on it. Because I mean, for me too, the reason I ask is that this has been one of the most profound healing parts for me in my work with reparenting and ancestral healing and rebirthing is to to start and activating womb power. Because, you know, our womb power uh one of the womb's powers if we're looking at the biomystical powers of the womb which biomystical uh in my way of using that term means that that our our we have a certain biology that can be seen as a map for our mystical potentials and our mystical experiences and so the biology of the womb uh there's a certain point uh when when the womb is getting ready to birth a baby mm-hmm. when the placenta can easily separate and differentiate between the baby and the mother and the mother keeps everything that belongs to her and the baby takes everything that belongs to the baby in a healthy pregnancy mm-hmm. and birth now there's plenty of complications around that um, and if we start to look at what the mystical nature of that is, how that biology symbolizes, um, you know, our how, how we can develop emotionally and spiritually, which I include emotional development as part of our mystical development. Because if we have spiritual development without emotional development, it's disembodied, right? The, our emotions are the are our embodied spirit wisdom and so and so if we look at how that process is symbolic of being able to differentiate between what belongs to the mother and what belongs to the baby um, that that's an important womb power and it's not developed in in our society even though we suffer from so much separation, most of the time we're separated because we try to create, we try to, you know, we, we don't want to feel someone else's pain. And so we separate ourselves from them. But the truth is we're really just feeling their pain and sort of painting over it with this idea of separation. That's not mine. I don't have to feel their pain. Right? And so practicing healthy differentiation and saying, okay, that actually I'm, I, I'm clear in my body what belongs to them and what belongs to me. And I can feel that with them, but I don't have to take it on. Then that actually fosters greater intimacy, like what you were just sharing about how going and talking to your parents about these things probably fostered some intimacy for you and more than you'd had before with your parents and that's been my experience too with you know i've had all these conversations with my mom and my grandma and all that and so 
so when we so that healthy differentiation of taking full ownership of our own stuff and giving whatever we tried to take on or did take on just because we're not trained how to have those healthy boundaries you know we're trained to that in other ways right that we don't we don't develop that that womb power right as as women we're taught to as womb bearers we're taught to take on everybody else's pain and to hold on to it ourselves and especially as young children as young womb bearers without being initiated into any of that if our parents are suffering from pains of their own that they've carried from their generations back our instinct is to want to help them shoulder the burden and 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 we just naturally absorb and we're meant to absorb their emotional state because that's how we learn to have healthy emotional states and healthy uh, emotional development is by merging with them with our is particularly with our mothers but if when we merge with our mothers all we feel is pain and you know our mothers are modeling how to like stuff it down and hold it inside then that's what we learn how to do <laughs> and we take on some of their pain too because we want to somehow make them feel better because it's scary to have your caretaker being in so much pain it kind of threatens your very existence right so that's a whole background of why this is so important to me to learn that healthy differentiation so that we can be present with what's current and it's also you know having healthy differentiation for what's present and what was in the past this is another way that we can heal from past wounds so i'm so glad that, that this is that that stood out as as the most important you know profound part because for me i agree it is too well i went on and on about that i really want to get back to um because it is so profound and important i really want to get back to um you talked about skills that you're learning from the apprenticeship that you've been able to then turn around and apply to your own um, professional work offering womb-centered healing um, practices and programs for your students so i'm really curious to hear what skills you're learning from the program in that regard yeah I feel like what I've been really applying into my work has been the the way that I use the way that I have historically led ceremonies and temples has been a very inward um, alchemical healing kind of visualization creative journey and you do that but you also include movement and dancing and I just absolutely love that because, um, so that's been something that, that I have started including in my own practice, but also in some of more of the temples that I'm leading is, is adding in more of that somatic piece because I'm also a yoga teacher. And so I do a lot of the movement-based practices, but I've never really incorporated more movement-based in the in a temple space. I've, I've done it in other capacities, but in terms of womb healing and goddess work, I hadn't really included those two aspects. And I really love bringing in that somatic piece of the movement um, into the actual ceremonies and into that temple space. So that, that's been something. 
Can you uh, share a little bit more about why you feel that's so beneficial? Because I could go on and on about that too, but I'd love to hear your perspective about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel that it's really important because um, like we just store, you know, energy can get stored in, in different parts of our body. And so I, I find there's a place for stillness and I really do like stillness-based practices, but I like being able to apply it to different cycles in the moon of when you're going to be more still, like when you're bleeding, for instance, and having more of that inward kind of journey is really beneficial. Like that, that really deep holding space is something that's viscerally, I think, really important for the body. But there's also parts of the processes and, you know, and where a woman is in her cycle or also maybe the intention of the ceremony of what's going on. Um, the, the movement can really help to move that energy. So it's not getting like stuck in the hips or it's not getting stuck in the tissues or the emotions. Um, but I feel like that movement piece helps to kind of bring it more into the body, um, bring the healing more grounded and into the body and getting the energy moving. And so I, f I find the movement is a, is a process of liberation. Mm -hmm. And also, it helps to get into the feeling body a little bit more, I find. It, it brings in more of that bind, that mind-body connection or, you know, the womb-brain connection. And, and bringing in that, that component of feeling, to me, brings further integration into that experience of, of being more present. Mm. Beautifully said. Thank you. Yeah, for me, you know, as I started learning about womb stagnation or blood stagnation being one of the main um, most common causes for womb unwellness you know menstrual unwellness um, it became very clear to me and before i even started learning about that my body just wanted to move i've been practicing stillness oriented yoga for for quite a long time and one of my teachers towards the end of my time with him was having us lie completely still and wait for the energy to move our body mm -hmm. and another one of my teachers was um sharing about how when you are physically active then you needed to match that time with stillness practices supported restorative stillness practices which i love that that aspect of it but this laying there and waiting for the energy to move you i mean it was just like this this mind trip you know is that the energy moving me or am i thinking that moving myself I, you know it was just this mind trip and that was beginning at the end for my work with that teacher because it was like yeah i need to move my body and that's that that's the energy that's moving me i need to move my body and even with this other one where you know the matching any active time with stillness time it was like okay so when do i do the other activities that i need to do in my life <laughs> right like go to work and you know <laughs> it just at a certain point to integrate these practices into your life it's like no i have a period of time that I have available to do some practices that are nurturing for me. And in that period of time, I need movement. I need to express myself through my voice. I need to have deep visionary journeying. 
you know? I need to address all of these things. So let's do it all together. Mm -hmm. And they all support each other. And that way I'm not just, you know, somehow retreating into practice day in and day out and expecting someone else to feed me and give me clothing. And, you know, I just don't, that's not happening in my life. I don't have a trust fund, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's just not the reality. And so that became a real practical way. And then when I started working with that, even in the apprentices, apprenticeships that I attended, and there were these stillness practices, lying still and doing these deep visionary things, I would just be getting up and dancing with them because my body needed to move. And that was the time for my self-care was that hour or so of practice for the day. And so I would listen to the meditation while dancing and moving. And so that's how that came to be. And, um, and I love how, how you're feeling the benefit of that weaving together for all of that. So thank you for sharing about that. Any other skills that you're also gathering from this experience? Definitely. And there's probably still so many more than I can recall in this moment. But the, the other thing that was coming to me was a lot of the just learning different rituals to connect with different parts of my, of my, you know, my womb cycle. Um, so for instance, things like the placenta pouch and things like the little sachets, like the ancestral sachets. Um, so really learning just different rituals that I can do that can be part of my healing process and that can serve different, you know, times in my life. Like I, I remember the, the creation of the placenta pouch was actually really potent for me as well. I didn't even actually create the pouch. I, something that I don't, I don't do a lot of like creating in terms of sewing and, and artwork and stuff like that. But even just the creativity of, a, of acquiring the objects and the, and the meaning that all of the objects went into this pouch um, was, it was really powerful. And so just learning rituals like that are things that I haven't started integrating into my work, but I do have um, a program, like a rebirthing program that I want to be expanding. So I definitely would love to be including some of these rituals that help to it, it just helps to make the energetic healing because you can re you know you can revisit these times in your life through the the temple space and you can kind of multi-dimensionally travel back in time but it's also really powerful and tangible to have um third dimensional rituals that can actually be a bit of a placeholder for that so i can't physically travel back in time to access my placenta but you have this like third dimensional representation of the placenta pouch in which you can have that reconnection with so so things like that and i i can't remember all of the different rituals but i know just your the whole ancestral um part where you were talking about the different smudges and the different um sachets that you could put underneath your pillow but just all of the different rituals and ways to be able to connect with ancestors through herbs um that was something i had never learned before never experienced and so um these aren't things that i've been applying in in my practice but they're things that i've been kind of incorporating into my life and i imagine when the time is ripe and it feels like it's the time to integrate and share that maybe some of 
these rituals be, will be included. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And, you know, there's also um, something that you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation here today of this idea of how you were intentionally slowing down to allow more spaciousness with the practices where you might have before um, been the one to be the first to complete all the assignments, right? Like a good student, <laughs> I'm the same way. And what's that? That's usually right. Yeah, the, the top of the class and getting everything done. Um, and so, and, and you, I think you also mentioned um, the whole homeopathic idea of, um, you know, just there's some approaches that I'm presenting in the apprenticeship that seems like either maybe you made that decision to slow down already, or maybe you listened to the intro podcast and were like, yeah, that feels like I uh, was longing for that. My goodness, thank you, you know, for, for articulating that or whatever it felt. I'm curious if that's a skill that is being nurtured and developed that you may, that you see perhaps yourself applying in some of your programs and, and what you share. That slowing down, that homeopathic approach where less is more. Yeah, I think integration. Integration and deeper embodiment with that spaciousness and integration, I think, has been something that I've been definitely receiving from the mentorship. And then I've noticed, like, in the programs that I offer for clients, I usually include a lot of stuff, um, but I haven't included as much as much time for like connection and and reflection and contemplation so i've been including more questionnaires and more check-ins and more things like that to help elicit some more of that um connection of the of what's going on internally but then being able to kind of have more of that cog cognitive understanding as well so i've definitely been thinking about more integration and spaciousness and and inviting in that contemplative the, the, those in co contemplative practices as well so i have started actually including more questionnaires in my program because i've just found it so helpful yeah you know you're not the only one who shared about the questionnaires being so helpful and initially i was creating the questionnaires because there's people who are participating in the program as case studies that are submitting writings about their experience to be included in the book right, that i'm writing about this healing process and but i've been hearing so much about how helpful the questionnaires are that i'm wanting to tell the people who aren't case study participants to perhaps utilize the questionnaires for their integration and their um, reflection and self-inquiry as well and perhaps making those questionnaires be an integral part of the program whether you're wanting your what you write to be included in the book or not that it could just be a private thing that that i get that you know that i that you share with me about um your experience your experiences with the material and your reflections and your insights 
and your integration process, which then informs me about what else needs to be um, addressed in the material that I that we're creating for the next part of the apprenticeship. You know what what or how it can be um, developed because this whole program is in the developmental stages anyway. Since we're I love to develop things in relationship i'm so grateful for the folks that are participating in that way so and i really appreciate your 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 appreciation of those questionnaires and um that it's that you're like oh so is there any specific ways like what kinds of questions in the questionnaires um i don't know if you can even come up with any but i i'm curious as to what I mean, because I just sort of go in there and aim the questions at um, reflection around the aspects of this healing work that have been most profoundly influential for me. Um, so I'm curious if you see anything else or have experienced anything else or aspects of that that about the specific types of questions that that have been helpful that you're maybe thinking of modeling some of your questionnaires after yeah you know what it's hard for me to come up with it if it's a style of question because i think i think it would be different for every person but i what has been so helpful for me is almost like maybe I just never would have even thought to ask that question, or maybe I wouldn't have even thought that that was relevant, or I wouldn't even have thought that that was helpful and important. So I think even just you asking the questions, because you ask so many questions sometimes, and so many specific questions about like, especially in that initial, I don't remember which one it was, but it was just, especially the, re, the rebirthing process. There were so many questions about who was there, what, who what was was your you know was your father there what was his role was he being supportive um just so many specific questions of things that i never really like i knew my birthing story but i didn't think about all of these little things like how well did my mom feel supported what was my dad doing what were the other people doing what happened and and so it was even just you asking all of those questions that helped put a, a more complete picture together and then that really helped me to recognize. I was like, this makes so much sense. Why I'm so connected and close to my paternal grandparents because I was born in their house. My grandfather buried my placenta in his backyard. And I just started to see these roles that people were playing in my life and how they were such anchors and such grounding forces when I had already known that I was close to them. But it, it just like really started to connect the dots and the pieces of like, this is why they're so influential because that, you know, that's one of the most influential times in your life for creating a lifelong blueprint of how you experience the world. And so I think, I don't even know it was the way you asked the questions. I think it was more of just like being given the opportunity to think of things that I didn't think about before. <laughs> so I don't know if that helps. It does, and actually, it um, helps me to know how to help you to develop your own questionnaires because it helps me see where those questions came from. That that level of detail, and that that those questions came out of my 
you know, many years journey of going back to that blueprint time and again and asking more questions, getting the story told to me again, and maybe there would be another piece that I missed from before, or, you know, asking my mother, you know, more details, what happened here and what happened there and going on visionary journeys to revisit mm -hmm. myself and writing about it, you know, being born and writing about it from various perspectives and, um, yeah, and we're going to be doing some of this work in the writing from the womb work. We're going to start meeting weekly for writing from the womb and where we can write our own journeys. We can write the story of our own traveling back to support any age of our younger self or any ancestor that needs our support so that this writing can also become, and this has been my experience in writing the book, that um, it can become my visionary healing work, my visionary ceremony. The writing itself can become that. So it's helping me to see how I can develop those questionnaires more. But if we and for you, perhaps, too, to see that these questionnaires are a way that to say them, to ask the questions in such a way that it invites the person who's who's doing the questionnaire to do a healing process right then and there as they're writing the answer. And perhaps I'm going to start weaving that into some of the future questionnaires. <laughs> but also it, we're going to be sitting down and doing it together, creating that ceremony together in the writing from the womb um, calls that we'll be doing live starting in the next phase. So hopefully you'll be able to join us then uh, for some of those. And those will continue throughout the rest of the, I feel throughout the rest of the uh, apprenticeship because writing has become very central to my healing processes I've been working on this book. So it's deepening it every time I revisit these times and write the story, you know, based on the bits of information that I got from my parents and then fleshing it out as though I'm there and seeing what's happening and smelling what's happening and seeing it from my mother's perspective and seeing it from my perspective and seeing it from my future self coming back to supports perspective and what mm -hmm. I can offer as my future self visiting and how what that it's like for my infant self what that's like for my mother what that's like for the nurse that's caring for me you know all these details of just filling it out with my my imagination and the information that's stored in my cells the memory that's stored in my cells letting that inform my imagination and then it becomes a, a whole new rewriting of the story um, and it's interesting because I'm, it doesn't take me to like, you think that maybe the imagination, you would just go on these outlandish flights of fancy and completely, but, but the focus here is really on embodying and bringing medicine to what actually happened. So I'm not like changing the, the details of what happened, but I'm bringing, um, womb medicine to the details of what happened and, and so like my re-menarchy you know i didn't actually create a a ceremony for my 
I did here in present time, I invited her to join me in the present. But when I went and revisited the past, I didn't like make something happen in the past that didn't happen. What I did do was recognize and be present to the ways that I was unconsciously having my own menarche ceremonies, like sitting on the back porch on our five-story apartment in San Francisco with a pomegranate and, and eating the pomegranate. I loved pomegranates as a kid. And my family would get these pomegranates and I had a whole ritual about eating the pomegranate. You know, there was a whole ceremony involved. And so just starting to recognize, just going back and visiting and recognizing and, and witnessing ourselves and whatever we managed to pull together for ourselves is really powerful too. So anyway, I can go on and on. Thank you so much for sharing about all of this. Is there anything else that you're really wanting to share about in your experience with the apprenticeship? What you're looking forward to even or? Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to really just continuing to deepen in. And I think what I'm also really looking forward to is I've kind of been, because I'm a case study participant, it's given me, you know, I, I need to be writing like weekly kind of reportings of what's going on, which is something I never would, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to do it. But what it's giving me is it's like helping me to write this like womb story. And I love that. And so I think I'm really looking forward to like, just having all of this data of, of my womb story, you know, from and then the more that I revisit these healings, I can go back and look and I can add. And, and so I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to is like complete, never complete, but you know what I mean? Adding to it and having a more complete story. Um, and yeah, I've just been really grateful for the space. I've been really grateful for also the invitations from Sama to to, to not be linear about the process, to be able to kind of jump in time and go back um, and to create more spaciousness and, and also kind of the idea of just weaving the womb centeredness into different parts of my life that maybe I didn't realize I was, sometimes I can think that it's the practices of, of being in connection with the womb, but those are just really the reminders. But it's like being able to just see how you're into, my entire life or is really womb-centered and how that wisdom is being integrated and brought forward in different ways that maybe I didn't see it before. Um, so that's been something that I've been really receiving is just expanding my definition and my understanding of what the womb is and how I interact with her every day um, in different ways that maybe I didn't realize I was before. So yeah, that's been a really beautiful gift. Yeah, and for me, that goes, I would go even so far as to say that the womb is actually running the show. Mm -hmm. And we can recognize that or not, but doesn't really change the fact. Yep. <laughs> and. And I feel like a lot of the the turbulence and um, difficulty we may be we may have comes from not recognizing that and not allowing space for that to be the case and not you know and and 
sort of fight unconsciously fighting against that perhaps creating friction and, and like that instead of nourishing and supporting that as a beautiful thing that the the life generating place inside of ourselves is actually the center of how things move and how life lives and so of course that's running the show <laughs> The one thing I also wanted to add is that it's been such a nourishing container to revisit some really challenging times. You know, there's so many approaches to healing and, and sometimes it could be like talk therapy or something, but to be able to go back into those times that, that could potentially be really painful, it's just such a nourishing container that it doesn't feel painful. It just feels like liberating. It feels expansive and spacious and... Um, and, and nurturing. So I appreciate the container of being able to heal in this capacity. I'm curious, and I'm sure you have your own skills with that. And uh, I'm curious if there's any particular uh, ways that you notice, and you don't have to answer this question right now, but to develop your own skills in providing that kind of nourishing container for this deeper work, as you, you've expressed interest in creating longer, deeper programs more you know um to i i put it to you as a, a living question that you don't have to answer now but uh but i'm also curious to hear what aspects of the program and the presentation and how it's put together create that nourishing container because one of my big concerns and devotions is to be able to approach these healing processes and these times that might have been very traumatic in our lives without re-traumatizing ourselves mm -hmm. and that can often be the case in with certain healing approaches and I've studied that for quite some time and felt that for myself I'm like okay how can I invite people into these places in a way that feels nurturing and invigorating like you just described so I'm curious what how that might be some something that nourishes your skills and your growth as a as a professional and a practitioner yeah something new like new things that I've been learning have been even just at the beginning of your questionnaire you just you preface it with grab a tea beautify your space make your space comfortable slow down and, and you just like have this whole paragraph about uh, about how to make this nurturing space where whereas before I might have just been like okay I'm just gonna like fill out this questionnaire because it's just a questionnaire but even in that process, you like invite in that ceremonial space of like, make it like slow down, make it sacred and give yourself that time after, because it's probably going to bring some stuff up, whether you recognize it in the moment or not, it might come up later. Um, but even just prefacing that sometimes later after those questionnaires and I'm like feeling a little bit wonky or angry or frustrated or whatever, I can be like, oh, I did this really deep healing and now I recognize that. And so I'm going to give myself permission to just slow down, take a bath, you know? And, and so I think it's things like that, um, that made it more nourishing. The, the songs in the ceremony, like the womb songs is very nourishing to me. It just completely grounds me. And um, I find that very helpful. I love the sound and the, and the vocals. So that, that also has created a really nourishing container. Beautiful, wonderful. Well, and I look forward to hearing as we proceed if if any other things you realize, oh wow, this really 
helps with that. And that really helps with that. Um, I'd love to hear about that too. So I think our time's up. Thank you so much again for joining me. And um, listeners, if you want to learn more about the Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship, you can go to wombcenteredhealing.com and look into it there. And we're going to be starting the next round of uh, the apprenticeship at the end of October. So there will be lots of opportunities. Um, and just remember that no one is turned away for lack of funds. So there's lots of opportunities to get involved in the apprenticeship um, for whatever your, your means allow. So um, reach out to me if you have questions about it. And um, yeah, that's it. So thanks again, Megan, and we'll connect again soon. Many, many blessings.